Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The best team from the best conference will not be playing in the Sweet 16. We'll look at how Kansas fell so quickly. Also, the SEC is king of the Sweet 16. And all due respect to UMBC. But Fairleigh Dickinson put together the greatest upset ever. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. They were supposed to be the best conference in men's college basketball. And then the story of the Sweet 16 for the Big 12 is not who is there. It's who is not there. Kansas loses in a thriller to Arkansas. Eric Musselman uh, making that game famous. And Baylor falling to Creighton on Sunday night. Two teams that we thought had a chance to win it all. In fact, Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12, who joins me now, we were on the show not too long ago talking about a team like Baylor with a real chance to go win the title. So what what has happened with the understanding Kansas State? They they won, but this is not the tournament we thought they were going to have. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been interesting. Uh, you know, Texas gets through. K-State, really impressive yep. getting through. But Kansas especially with that first part of the game they played against Arkansas, you thought, Hey, they might, they might blow the hogs out there. And they ended up, you know, letting them fight back. Obviously bill self, not there, uh, which was a huge storyline, but give credit to Arkansas for the way they, way they played it. That looks like an NBA team with how much size and, and toughness that they have. And then Baylor, just not enough defense. And Creighton was kind of a nightmare matchup for them. And it turned out to be the nightmare. Creighton is an efficient, fast, fun offense to watch. Both those offenses are, and Creighton really just tore him up and Baylor didn't have much of an answer. And Creighton, I think exposed a whole lot of the things that we were concerned about for Baylor heading into the tournament. So kind of two different games, with the way both of those shook out, I would say the KU one was a bit more surprising just considering uh, I would say number one, you know, Kansas being the reigning national champions, but also I think that the surprising thing for me was the job that Jordan Walsh did in the second half on Jalen Wilson. Jalen Wilson was off to an awesome start and Jordan Walsh, who is, kind of the unsung five-star out of the group between Nick Smith Jr., Anthony Black, and then him, he shut down uh, Jalen Wilson. Jalen Wilson really didn't want to attack him at all because he's so strong, he's so big, and his perimeter quickness for a guy his size was very impressive. So that was a huge key for them. And I was I had my questions about KU, and I think this kind of was the prototype team to beat them, a big, tough team that took them to the, the rack, got to the line a whole lot, and and took care of business in the paint. You mentioned Texas and, and Kansas State. Kansas State in some incredible jerseys with the periwinkle trim. Yeah. I just had to shout that out because I, I love those. Those yeah. were dope. Um, they, they get the win. Um, these are these are two programs um, trying trying to get on track, get back on track in a lot of ways. Um, we know the history um, of, of some of those Rick Barnes, Texas teams, the underperforming in the tournament. W- what did you see from the, the teams who did do what we expected them to do? Yeah, shout out Rick Barnes. I mean, it's good to see him with Tennessee make it there to the Sweet 16. Very happy about that because very much maligned for his tournament performances. And then, you know, what's interesting, you know, it's happening right now as well is is that we're seeing uh, Shaka Smart. Now, they lost today, but he had a great year overall. It's Rodney Terry who's the coach now, right? It's Rodney Terry is the guy taking them. And I've said this a bunch. You you and I talked about it last week, but I'll say it again. The fact that the interim tag 
is still on Rodney Terry. The end of his, uh, you know, his billing right now is ridiculous to me. You can tell that he's enjoying, you know, every coach is enjoying the ride, whatever. You can tell he is because I think part of it too is like, it's not guaranteed he's going to get the full-time gig, which to me is is absurd at this point. But they were on the ropes a little bit against Penn State and they responded. Dylan DeSue was fantastic. That was amazing to see how well they performed under pressure like that. And I think that win will give them a ton of confidence moving forward. And then for Kansas State, Jerome Tang is, uh, you know, is a first-year head coach, but that's that's not really the story. He he basically handpicked his job because he was waiting so long to get a job, and you know, I think he waited and picked a job in the league, so it was no surprise that a league that he's been in for so long he did very well against. Then today, back and forth game, but getting stops down the stretch was his team, and making shots down the stretch was it was his team as well. Ish Masood, uh, Marquise Noel, and then Keontae Johnson all hit big threes down the stretch to take the lead and then ice the game. And Keontae Johnson has been one of the best players in the country all year, but he had a bad day today, and Marquise Noel was fabulous. And they've got a two-headed monster. It, those two guys, it's very rare when both of them go quiet, and uh, you know they, that didn't happen today, and obviously a huge win for them and a big push as they head into Sweet 16. Stay up to date all year on the Big 12 by following Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Big 12 on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, the SEC has shown up in a big way at the dance. Before we get to that, the Carolina Panthers continue their free agent awakening. The NBA playoffs are nearly here, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Or on tonight's NBA slate, you can check out a close one between the Memphis Grizzlies and Dallas Mavericks jockeying for Western Conference playoff positioning FanDuel. Has the Grizz favored by one single solitary point at home over the Mavs. You can also combine multiple prop bets in one game into a same game parlay for an even larger payout. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Carolina Panthers signed wide receiver Adam Thielen on Sunday as they continue their offseason shopping spree. The trade of DJ Moore meant there was a need for a veteran wide receiver on the Panthers roster. Thielen fits that nicely. Carolina gets him for three years and he immediately becomes the leader of a wide receiver room that caught a combined 77 passes last year. Thielen was released by the Minnesota Vikings after 10 seasons designated as a post-June 1 cut so the team could avoid his salary cap hit in 2023. The Houston Texans retained a key offensive lineman but said goodbye to a playmaker. The Texans got the deals done on Sunday, inking Larry Tunsil to a contract extension and moving on from Brandon Cooks, who is now in Dallas. I'm John Hick with the Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Part of the Locked On Texans, your team every day. It was well known throughout the organization that Larry Tunsil wanted to stay in Houston. He loves the city. Listen, this was a part of the plan the entire time throughout the year for Larry Tunsil. Larry Tunsil was to get the contract extension, and that's exactly what happened. A three-year deal worth $75 million and a whole lot of guarantees. Houston now keeps Larry Tunsil through the 2020. 26 season. So listen, 
Larry Tunsil getting that money, the expectations for the next couple of seasons will be high. He's a guy that I believe works in the locker room. And with Brandon Cooks, he loves the players, loves some of the guys up front, the front office and the coaching staff. He just understands that his peak is coming to an end. He wants to play for a competition, competitive team, no more rebuilds. And that's why he is out of Houston. Houston got a 2023 fifth-round draft pick back in return in the 2024 sixth-rounder. Now he's looking for the draft figure out who's going to be their number one receiver next year. Meanwhile, the Detroit Lions have been a profoundly competent team over the last few years, which is weird for most NFL fans. They improved their secondary on Sunday by adding C.J. Gardner-Johnson on a one-year deal. He could make up to $8 million, according to a report by ESPN's Adam Scheffner. The 25-year-old Gardner-Johnson was acquired by the Philadelphia Eagles from the New Orleans Saints late in August of last year. And he was asked to make a position switch from cornerback to safety in Philadelphia. He finished the regular season tied for the most interceptions in the league despite missing five games. He became the first Eagle since the 1970 merger to record interceptions in five consecutive games. No word as of now what position he will play in Detroit. In the NBA, are the Oklahoma City Thunder a playoff team? Their performance against the Phoenix Suns on Sunday may convince you they are. The Oklahoma City Thunder come back from down double digits to beat the Phoenix Suns. This Thunder team looks like a playoff one. I'm Ryan Styles, host of Lockdown Thunder, and today's show is going to be all about how the Thunder came back to beat the Suns behind SGA's dominant fourth quarter on both ends, even guarding Devin Booker down the stretch of this game. Aaron Wiggins is a huge contributor in the fourth quarter, and the Thunder even had a run without Shea to get it within five and then tie the game before Shea returned to take the lead and to get this win. Are the Thunder postseason bound? I think so. Find out why in today's Locked on Thunder podcast. The Detroit Pistons correctly demonstrated a proper tank loss to the Miami Heat. This was a good tank loss for the Detroit Pistons. Host of Locked on Pistons podcast, Kukil here. The Detroit Pistons lose to the Miami Heat 112-100. This game was competitive from start to finish. It looked like the Pistons might be able to squeeze a W out of this one, but Tyler Hero and the rest of the Miami Heat really turned up late in this fourth quarter, went on a 16-2 run and slammed the door shut on a possible Pistons upset. But within this game, you got possibly the best half of this season from James Wiseman. 22 points, 13 rebounds, 10 of 13 shooting. You got the rebound. You got activity on defense. You got some nice passes. Even though he didn't end up with assists, you saw him look for some passes from out of the paint, which is really good to see. You saw Killian Hayes with another double-double, his third over the last five games. It looks like he's finally gotten his way out of his slump and it's back to playing really well. And Marvin Bagley in his return from injury had 14 points, 6 of 11 shooting in 30 minutes of play. Fun game for the Pistons. Much needed L for the tank. The Detroit Pistons, they understood the assignment. And on the ice, the Washington Capitals are forming a pattern in their losses as they proved on Sunday against the Minnesota Wild. The Washington Capitals fall to the Minnesota Wild by a score of 5-3. to three. Hi, this is Dan Holmey of Locked On Capitals. Well, if there's one thing I speak of often on my show, it's about how the Caps give up the lead early and then they struggle to get in the game. This game was no exception as Boldy from the Minnesota Wild got his first of three goals to start off the game and then the Caps had to try to claw their way back into it. It was a rough outing for Charlie Lindgren as he saved 34 of 39. Alex Ovechkin had a three-point night as he had two goals and an assist in seven shots on goal. Dylan Strom also found the back of the net. 
The Caps take on the Columbus Blue Jackets next. These are must-win games, guys, and it didn't help that they lost this afternoon. Keep it locked to Locked On Capitals, and I will keep you updated on all the news with your Washington Capitals. Here is another story you need to know. We had a 16-seed win. We had a 15-seed win, and yet maybe the moment of the weekend was Arkansas taking down Kansas and Arkansas coach Eric Musselman living up to his name, ripping his shirt off on the sideline as Arkansas punches its ticket to the Sweet 16. Joining me now from Locked On SEC, Chris Gordian. Chris, by the way, Alabama might just be the favorite to win this whole tournament. What moment stands out to you from this weekend with this SEC group? Yeah, I mean, to me, it had to be Eric Musselman in, in Arkansas. I knew Kansas might be uh, kind of, uh, you know, liable for a loss with with Bill, Bill Self having the health injuries. And look, as good as an interim or, or a coaching staff can do, it's just it's not the same team without your head coach out there. And, um, you know, I didn't think Kansas would lose here. But credit to Eric Musselman, man. He has got Arkansas every year in this thing, and they believe. You know, back-to-back Elite Eight runs the last two years, and now here we are, a third straight trip to the Sweet 16. I mean, that's something they haven't done since the Nolan Richardson days. So uh, credit those guys for fighting hard. A guy like Devo Davis, who scored just four points in the first half, explodes, dropping 21 points in the final 20 minutes of the game. And so uh, take your shirt off, Eric Musselman, you know, celebrate it all you want, because what this guy is doing, I mean, he is establishing himself as not just one of the best coaches in the SEC, but one of the best coaches in the country. And speaking of one of the best in the country, I mentioned Alabama, they beat Maryland. And when anytime you can beat a tournament team where your best player and, and a future top five pick in Brandon Miller shoots five for 17 and you win handily, you had a good day. Uh, do, are you are you buying Alabama as as a potential title favorite now? Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert: when we did the brackets a week ago, I picked Alabama to win it all in my brackets. So, uh, look, they've been the best team I've seen all year long, and and how they've overcome adversity and and say what you want about the the shooting back in January and, and all that, how all that played out, not suspending Brandon Miller or anything like that. Um, they've overcome everything, and the thing I kept looking at Alabama was. You know, their, their only couple of losses on the season came on the road in hostile environments. Guess what? Best part of playing in March Madness is you don't have to go into hostile environments. You, it's all neutral courts. So uh, they're just, they're so good. They're so deep. They're so talented. They've shown even when Brandon Miller doesn't go off, uh, they can still find other guys like Javon Quinterly with 22 points, uh, Charles Bediaco with 10 points and 10 boards, doing all the, the dirty work for them. And oh, by the way, Brandon Miller, you know, still with 19 points after, you know, they kind of held them out in that first round game and they beat Maryland going away. I mean, 73 to 51. So uh, I don't know, man, they're the best team in the country and we'll see when they get to the sweet 16. I feel like San Diego state, their style of play is not going to match up with Alabama's big physical toughness. So I think it'll be another blowout come sweet 16 and Alabama will just keep this train rolling. Are we sleeping on Tennessee a little bit? Yeah, man. I mean, that was, look, give them credit. Rick Barnes has has been in the tournament so many times in his years at Texas and now at Tennessee. And not always a good thing for him in, in those times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's had some, he's had some roads that have ended very disappointingly, but man, this one has been, you know, like, look, when they lose to Kai Ziegler, I think everybody kind of looked at him and said, let's write him off. I had him losing in the second round of the tournament. And uh, look, they, they they overcame it and, and played a good Duke team really well. They're, they're uh, you know, Finland native uh, Olivier Kamwa. I don't know if a lot of people knew who he was before the weekend. He drops 27 points on Duke. 
I know Charles Barkley said, you know, what Tennessee did to Duke was the most impressive thing of the weekend, physically dominating them on the defensive end. Yeah. Uh, Filipowski from Duke said the Vols were the most physical team they'd faced all year, held them to just 21 first half points. It's the lowest point total in the NCAA tournament in Duke basketball history. So, wow. yeah, why not give them credit and uh, look, the Vols see if they can keep this thing rolling. Stay up to date all year on the Southeastern Conference by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On SEC on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, we saw the biggest upset in NCAA history in this year's round of 64. Do you ever search the internet for something that you don't want anyone else to know about? Do you ever think, I hope no one ever finds out that I can't spell Aunt Dukumbo, for example. I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something, incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. Did a chill just go up your spine? That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the US can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure server so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash locked, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash locked, expressvpn.com slash locked to learn more. It wasn't the first time a 16 seed beat a one seed, but it was the most momentous of upsets, as Andy Patton and Isaac Shade point out on Locked On College Basketball. I got to tell you, this this takes the cake. This is a team that barely, they really shouldn't have been in the NCAA tournament. And that's not disrespectful. No, it's factual. At all. It's just <laughs> factual. They shouldn't have even been there because they they didn't win the NEC, the conference they're in. They only got this bid because Merrimack, who won the NEC, was not eligible to be in the field of 68 because of some, quite honestly, old-fashioned rules yes, uh, that the Division I NCAA has where they don't allow teams to compete for playoffs in their first couple of years of transitioning between D2 and D1. So that's why Fairleigh Dickinson is in the dance, and yet they go out and win 63-58. to 58. Isaac, I'd love to hear your initial reactions to this monumental upset. Well, I, I think just even in what you're saying, like let me just humanize it a little bit. I, I was watching with my friend Joe just right uh, back behind me here. We're staying mm-hmm. at his house, and uh, I looked at Joe and I said, you know, sometimes you don't realize a moment is historical mm-hmm. or momentous until mm-hmm. after it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. But I said, like, I can so clearly and vividly remember where I was and what I was doing when Virginia got upset Mm -hmm. and I said, you and I will remember sitting on these two couches for the rest of our lives. If this happens, like I said, that was like five minutes to go. Sure. And sure enough, like I will never forget that. And, and I think part of this becoming the most monumentous upset, everything you said, plus Mm -hmm. the fact that fairly Dickinson was a play in, right? Like with UMBC, they were just 
slotted in as a 16 seed right into the field. Fairleigh Dickinson had to win earlier in the week to mm-hmm. even get to this game. And so I, I think that adds to it as well. So not only are they the second 16 seed to upset a one, they're the first play-in 16 yeah. seed to upset a one. And I think that sets it apart even more. What is so cool about this to me is there's another 116 to compare it to. When UMBC beat Virginia, it had never happened. And so we could say, oh my God, look at this thing. What an incredible moment. And now, just a few years later, it happens again. And in the same tournament, a 15 beats a 2. It was 30 years ago that Richmond beat Syracuse, the first 15 to ever beat a 2. And now we aren't that surprised at all that a 15 beats a 2. It may start becoming more and more common that every couple years now, a 16 beats a 1. And then we can have even more conversations about, oh, is this the greatest upset ever? Because some one that appears to be going into the tournament, an absolute hegemon, someone that everyone thinks is just going to roll through the NCAA tournament, they might lose to a 16. That is becoming something that we have to now firmly account for. And all it does is make what is already an incredibly fun and unpredictable event even more unpredictable, which therefore makes it even more fun. And finally, the LA Lakers playoff hopes are taking on water. In the last 10 games since LeBron James injured his foot, the Lakers are 5-5 and and are the 11th seed in the Western Conference. Coach Darvin Ham offered some encouraging words on Sunday, though. We anticipate him coming back at some point, he said, of LeBron James. LeBron is due for an evaluation of that foot this week, possibly as soon as Thursday. Ham went on to say, I think Bron, him being out, has revealed that we have a lot of different weapons that are very capable players on both sides of the ball that can help us achieve the goal that we're trying to achieve. Let's be honest, the Lakers seem like a long shot even when they were healthy. And, and what Darvin Ham is really saying is, when LeBron is back, look at these other guys. They can really help him now. But LeBron has to get back first. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, which Sweet 16 team can win the whole dang thing? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.